0: Welcome to the Woke Blokes Podcast, hosted by Nick Sutherland from MindFit and Ryan Hassan from the Center for Healing. Let's get into today's episode.
1: I want to tell you about a client I had this morning. Yes. Okay. So, you know, when I first started my business, it was state of mind. Mm -hmm. And then I realized I was helping people out of their temporary suffering but I wasn't helping them to change so they'd come back around when life had happened Mm. so this client this morning she I saw her in about 2014 I guess and then she got in touch earlier this year and said she wanted to come and see me again and it's explained to her that all right I'm doing things differently now I'm more educational I'm doing a program so she did a program And now she's in a monthly maintenance program. Mm -hmm. And she came in today with this amazing story. And I think it perfectly um, sums up why I changed my business model. And she was talking about how still she's being. the, the, The sultan of stillness has sort of washed over her and she, she didn't realise what she was saying and she, what she was saying was I'm just driving along listening to my music and I'm just really enjoying listening to the music or I'm really enjoying driving or I'm really enjoying vacuuming even she said mm-hmm. and I went it sounds like you're just enjoying being present Yeah. and she goes oh my god oh yeah and I said it sounds like you are a lot uh, more settled and I said, what you're experiencing is equanimity. You're an experiencing an equanimous mind. That You're just observing. You're sitting in awareness and there's no judging. There's no good or bad, right or wrong. It's not this song's stupid or that tree's weird or the weather's terrible. There's no narrative. You know, you're not in that stream of thought. You were just sitting in observation, in awareness, in stillness she's going oh it feels so nice and i'm like it's it's great. but it was amazing listening to this person talk about it who'd never really experienced it and it genuinely filled my heart and soul just just hearing her describe it but more importantly to learn that she had developed the capacity to create that for herself now and Mm. she spoke about uh, a she didn't like conflict and she went into work last week and she said to her boss, I'm changing departments. And she, she, she was t- discussing the story and she said, um, so I emailed my boss and said I needed to chat. And so the next day we caught up before work and it was all nice and it was all surface level lovely. And then she said, I dropped my bomb. And she said, it was so weird because she just turned. And she went so negatively, and she made she she attacked me verbally, attacked me, and in the blink of an eye. And I said, "So what happened was you observed her mind going to these distortions because she wasn't getting what she wanted, and you saw her enter suffering, and then you felt her projecting her suffering onto you." And she goes, "And I could just see it, and I just sat there, and all I remember is going." this is so interesting (laughs) she didn't take it personally and i said you know you doing your job made your manager happy so now that you're not going to there you're making her unhappy in her mind you're the source of her happiness as soon as you disappear she's codependent on you You're, you're suddenly the source of her unhappiness so that's why she's attacking you and she goes but just sit in there watching it unfold. She goes, it was so, so interesting. Yeah,
0: it's, it's so funny. It leads, like it leads on like one of the, we're talking about the four agreements today and one of them is don't take things personally. Totally. and that's, that's why I wanted the, to share the like, story. The, the, the perfect example of just watching what's going on and like it's funny this, that that stillness that she's talking about and that being present, it can be so foreign for people and it's like you tell them, you know you're just you're being present you're not anywhere else whatever you're mm. doing you're just doing it and they're like oh yeah like it seems like this we're in a society where that's so foreign it's kind of like it needs to be reflected back to us that's what's going on to be understand oh wow that's amazing i mean, think tit Tit han talks about it in the miracle of mindfulness and he's like you've got this really juicy plum in the fruit bowl and then you're can't wait to eat this plum and you're sitting there and you have to do the dishes and you're washing the teapot but all you're thinking about is eating that juicy plum because you're not washing the teapot yeah right and and this is what people do it's like we're not she's not sitting in the car enjoying the music she's not vacuuming and actually enjoying the process of vacuuming we're always thinking about that other thing that we're in the
1: future or in the past so yeah she's either in anxiety or ruminating so it's yeah she's freed her mind she's freed herself of all of these attachments and all of these judgments and all of that which has created this capacity for her just to sit there and observe things and go how interesting oh my god
0: and the the beauty of that is too is that becomes like a an anchor and so when she and like everyone we all things happen in life where it brings us out of that stillness and we start to get you know emotionally disturbed we start to take things personally but if I have that anchor I know when I'm getting off off that track kind of thing when we don't have the we don't have the anchor we're always off the track and we don't know where to get back on
1: so that's why we do the maintenance program is to keep people on that path or anchored or aligned with with you know the, the Dharma that pathway but it reminds me of another client I think I've spoken about and she uh, did all this work and, and came on one day looking confused and she said, I think I'm bored. And we had a chat about it and we came into an understanding that she was actually just at peace. But because mm-hmm. she'd been so conditioned to a life of conflict, when there was no more conflict, she didn't know what that was. Yeah. And she, she mistook it for boredom it for, for boredom. peace. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, peace for yeah. Or peace boredom yeah so, see
0: it you see it um uh i've had so many clients uh with you know parents who were you know mainly bipolar yeah and that can be in conjunction with alcoholism and drug use but you know a parent who was like my bi- father yeah so like the growing up so bipolar is very chaotic yeah it's this it's this highs lows, Manic highs, lows. Or yeah or yeah so when we're young we then uh, start to get used to chaos and so then we're we're always prepared for chaos and chaos kind of becomes our normal and that's why when we get older and if we don't do the work we will start to attract drama into our life just to try and recreate our childhood (laughs) so we tend to so when there's no drama going on people like that tend to get really uneasy Mm -hmm. right? it's like there's no drama in my life that's not right because they're so conditioned and programmed to have drama in childhood.
1: So, so I had that childhood, but as you call me the Sultan of Still, I really love peace. I love calm now. Yeah. So do you think it's like, you know, growing up with an alcoholic father, two boys grow up with an alcoholic father, one of them will become a teetotaler, one of them will become an alcoholic. And so you sort of tend to go to one end of the spectrum or the other. Do you think that's the same?
0: Maybe, but, 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 but you're, you're, you're someone who has been through you know a lot of anxiety and depression um alcohol use and that kind of thing in between then and then done a heap shit ton of work on yourself mm. you know <laughs> You're right. Yes. <laughs> yeah, forgot, forgot for, about all that work. For, forgot about that. I forgot about having to break down and rebuild myself.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: t- it's t- funny t- that that's actually a good a good uh, topic because it's so funny we forget, uh, and I do this because, and once again, we always bang on about beliefs, but do a lot of belief work. It's funny when a when a like a core belief changes we We instantly kind of forget that we had the opposite belief or a different <laughs> belief, and it's like sometimes that's why oftentimes I'll go back because we have a you know a testing sheet that we go through um in most sessions, but in the first session, I go through it with a lot of people, and it's mm-hmm. good to always reflect back and to say, "Look, this is where you were in the beliefs mm-hmm. and the mm-hmm. perception of what your life was like and they're like who is that guy or that girl? And I'm like, yeah, you forget. You forget really quick. Because once the beliefs change, your identity changes and that, that old part of you is kind of forgotten.
1: Well, I think the work I'm doing is just helping me get to back to my genuine and authentic state. So mm. it's it's de-constructing, which, which is what? Deconditioning everything. Uh, well, I'm you know, a spirit animal is a turtle. So it's... Yeah. Um, It's My nature is being very compassionate, being very empathetic, being very caring. But I was talking to this client this morning, so she's a nurse, and I said, when you're in suffering, you're in no capacity to be there for somebody else. So I couldn't be a great therapist or a good therapist or whatever sort of therapist until I was okay. And I said, my role, my primary role is when a client comes into the room is to stay still to stay grounded to stay present because my clients are coming in very heightened and so when I stay grounded they're going to start mirroring me they're going to start I'm going to start bringing them down and just through being around my energy they're going to feel a lot calmer and then they're going to be able to be more present to listen to the all the stuff we're talking about so that's why online therapy is is good but I've, I feel in person is always much better because there's that energy exchange.
0: Yeah, and it's more yeah, intimate. and it can work. It can work both ways. You hear it a lot. This whole uh, holding space and what does that mean? And it's just uh, what what container is the client coming into? Like myself and my friend Matt, have literally just done a course on this that we're releasing soon on understanding trauma, and one of the modules is mainly for therapists around it's like if you're if you are haven't done your own trauma work and cleared yourself out and you'll never clear yourself out fully um because stuff will always come up but yeah. if you haven't done that work then um it doesn't matter what modality you're using <laughs> it's not going to work if you get triggered by so, so, so let's say a client comes in and um, and they've got uh, mummy issues, right? There's some big stuff there with their mum. They're holding on to, and and let's say that I have, and I, I don't, but luckily, but I, I well, I, well, I, I, I did. We've all got issues with mum and dad, but I've worked on that. So, but 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 let's say they suddenly start Shout out going to Mrs. in.
1: Hassen. Hi, Mrs. Hassan. G'day,
0: uh, you know, mum. uh but we all do to to a very degree now let's say that they come in and they start bringing this stuff up and i have all this unresolved emotional stuff with my mum then that gets triggered and when you said about the energy all of a sudden now an energetic exchange starts happening that's not beneficial for the client it's like if i can't
1: shift that happens in the room
0: yeah and, and it starts reflecting. Yeah, it's like uh, fear, you know, someone goes into fear and feels like they're gonna start having a panic attack. And if if you can't hold space, for a panic state and you start panicking it's like a table tennis match and that fear just bounces back and forward and gets worse and worse it's yeah. like a
1: parent with a kid in a supermarket and i see this so often i see the mum yelling at the kid stop that stop doing it. the kid the kid's just being an irrational kid operating yeah. off an irrational belief that i must get what i want what i want is that toy when i don't get it i'm gonna have a tantrum yeah so that's the reality of what is but the mum Imposes her belief that you shouldn't do that, you should be normal, you should be more calm, you should go at my pace. Yeah, hurry we're up struggling, and
0: don't you know? We're struggling for money, or yeah, blah blah blah. And we're, blah str- like. and we're
1: in a rush, hurry up and walk at my yeah. adult leg pace, get your little <laughs> child legs to go at my adult leg pace. And you see them dragging them along, literally. And the kids in an emotional disturbance, yeah, the kids in suffering and then the, the parent comes along and goes stop crying gets heightened themselves and they heighten this pours onto this child who's defenseless it's a sponge and all of a sudden it's like oh, stop crying it's just a,
0: just a yeah. nightmare yeah, absolute yeah, yeah. nightmare it's the same thing. So, it's, an, it's an energetic exchange just bouncing back and forth and because so because the adult... Mean. So someone needs to hold space and the child does not have the capacity to hold space. And the funny thing is the adult no. probably doesn't either. <laughs> <Exactly. case. laughs> so ever
1: So all, all these emotionally immature adults are trying to adult. They're trying to have these adult yeah. relationships. They're trying to be parents. They're trying to be role models. Yet they're at no capacity to do that either. And yeah, because
0: gr- we're just grown-up kids. exactly so I
1: said to my nurse client this morning uh and shout out to her you know who you are and and and, um once again super proud of what level you've been able to get to but I said to her imagine so in in ICU you know people have been through a severe physical trauma that's going to come with an unforeseen emotional trauma Mm -hmm and i said imagine this the state this person's in on an emotional level they're in deep anxiety or deep suffering or something and you come along and you're very aware and present and still and just at peace you're gonna be like a a safe haven for them like your energy is just gonna wash around them and yeah you may be able to bandage their leg or you may be able to you know, stitch their arm or whatever, but your energy is going to start healing, start the healing process as well. Yeah, and she sat there and she says, oh my God, you're right. That's so true.
0: It's so true. T- tell her to read some um, Peter Levine because it's, it's it's so prevalent. It's 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 called cool. so. It's like the fear, uh, the fear cycle." And so a fear cycle has to complete. And we've spoken about before how, like in animals, that fear cycle can complete and come back to a, a regulated state, whereas us humans aren't so good at that. <laughs> and so, and, and, and uh, people going through a trauma of, yeah, like car crash, whatever, whatever's happened for someone to come into a hospital. So they've gone through a trauma, and so there is a fear response there and there's a circle that started and um, and a compassionate presence from another human being is one of the keys for us humans to help complete that cycle. And it's also Peter Levine talks about in conjunction with also discharging the energy from the body, but you need that compassionate presence. So go you know? back to
1: the mum in the supermarket. This child is in suffering, yeah. Mm-hmm. and the mum comes along and says, stop crying. The mum's trying to stop the cycle from completing Instead of being compassionate and empathetic and understanding and kind and considerate and blah, 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 yeah. and, and facilitating that process, they're going, Stop, stop, stop your emotions.
0: Yeah, yeah. And shut, then Shut the Shut
1: your emotions down.
0: Shut them down, yeah. And suppress! Was... Suppress that shit. Suppress that. Because it's easier for me as a parent if you suppress it and do, and become a robot, and, and 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 I'm going to assume that that's not going to run into any issues later on when you become a teenager or older.
1: Uh, adulthood is just undoing everything that happens to us in childhood, isn't
0: it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. it's it's coming full circle. It's like now we've got the capacity, um, and we've learned how to live in a society and have these social norms. But then we still have all the childhood programming just to undo.
1: So you uh, you let the cat out of the bag earlier, but today's podcast is all about the four agreements. So before we get agreements. into the four agreements, what the fuck does let the cat out of the bag mean?
0: I thought we were going to do beating around the bush.
1: Oh, we are beating around the bush. Oh, well, let's not beat around but the I'll, bush.
0: Yeah, well, let's like the cat. So, let, do you want to take over the beat around the bush one?
1: I don't even know where to start because I'm
0: I'm 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 normally I've got some story going on, but that's a weird one. So yeah, oh, I'm
1: picturing instantly. My mind goes to, um, in the outback Australia, indigenous yep. tribes, mm-hmm. and so beating around the beating around the bush means what does it mean? Don't, Do, don't so beat so, so the when bush.
0: you say don't beat around the bush, it means get to the point. It's like you're yeah. procrastinating. you're procrastinating.
1: Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm, I'm just picturing an Aboriginal bloke with his with his spear, or his stick, just whacking around the bush because he's trying to get a food source out from under the bush. Maybe there's some ants or maybe there's a snake or something. So, he, you know, they, they live under the bush, under this specific bush. Right. So he starts whacking around the bush because his missus is there going, hurry up, would you? I'm hungry. Get to the point. Get me meal. And so he's like, oh, no. No, but then she's like, "Don't beat around the bush." So what about that this? What about that this? What work?
0: about what about? Uh, uh, okay, we're in the we're in the outback in the indigenous tribe, and all the, the men are about to go out on the hunt and um and, and hunt for some food. But one of the guys is he's he's meant he's, he's trimming this bush with some ancient tool, right? And but he is he's actually quite scared of going on the hunt because he hasn't been on many and he hasn't had a good experience. So he's got. Fear. He's more of a
1: healer than a hunter.
0: Yeah, yeah, he's got a lot of you know this feminine energy, and maybe he feels like he should be the shaman of the of the tribe. And hunting's not his thing, but they need to initiate him through that. So he's he's trimmed the bush. So he's beat the bush with the uh, si- large sickle type object, mm-hmm. but it's done. But he does he keeps doing it because he wants to not go out on this hunt. And the whole group are there going, mate, stop beating, s- stop beating around the bush. We've got to go and get dinner for this whole tribe. And he's like. All right, and and he goes, and he ends up going.
1: He's dragging his feet because he, he doesn't want to go out there, so he's just going to keep beating around the bush. Yeah,
0: but then he does end up going on the hunt, and then when they go out on the hunt, an unforeseen... Uh, mishap happens on the hunt for the animal and one of the other hunters gets really really hurt and then he actually steps down and puts his hands over the wound and heals the wound with his hands and the rest of the hunters step back in awe and go oh my god this man is a shaman and from then on he becomes the shaman of the tribe and um and is a healer from there on from from And,
1: and he can beat around as many bushes as he wants to
0: yeah, and he does. He he beats around bushes and, and gets certain plants for certain remedies because that's what his what his calling was. <laughs> I don't
1: know which dark part of me just thought of that one. Should I? So, no. It's I, I reckon. It's I awesome. reckon I've been
0: thinking the same thing the whole time, <laughs> and, and, and and I and I, and I wasn't going to say it either. <laughs> Okay, move. I'm going to run with it. Let's, so there's a okay.
1: prostitute in old England in the 1700s in like down at the docks in London and this this sailor's been out at sea and he pulls in and he goes to the pub and she sidles up to him and he, she's like, hey, honey, do you want to be... He's like, fuck yeah, I've been out at sea for months, of course. I need some action. Yep. And uh, gets in there and, you know, the 1700s, they haven't heard of... You know, Taking care of um, the the landscape, yep. and uh, <laughs> and she's in a rush as well. She's trying to get clients through. She's like, I need to make some money, and he's like, sitting there, he's like, oh, I'm cherishing this. I'm just gonna gonna take my time with this. I've spent so long, and you she's like, Fucking stop, stop, the bush, <laughs> <would you? laughs> stop, stop beating around the bush. Just stop beating around the bush. And it would have been quite the bush
0: back then, too.
1: (laughs) It would have been a a thick hedge, perhaps. A thick hedge. And so she's just grabbed him and just basically had her way with him. And he's he's left very disappointed because he wanted to savour the moments. But uh, time is of the essence. Time is money. So don't beat her in the bush.
0: (laughs) Both of those are real possibilities. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> so the source of that people either came from ancient Australia or um, yeah London town in the 1700s yeah. Or,
0: yeah or oh no it's a different time period isn't it I was going to say both could happen at the same time you know how that happens like with the group mm. the group consciousness how like and then an animal you know like uh can it was a bird I think like birds learnt how to use a stick to get sap out of a tree Um, and it was really amazing that it's documented and then literally within the next couple of days on the other side of the planet birds started doing the same thing and the the birds can't like communicate across each other but it's like that, that, that information was picked up in the collective that's really interesting
1: that is have you read a book called The Eight Master Lessons of Nature? no can I highly recommend it to you?
0: I'm going to write that down.
1: By Gary Ferguson. Listeners, uh, I, I think it's, it's, a, it's one of the most important books I've read. There you go. Wow. The Eight Master Lessons of Nature. Because, you know, obviously my work is, is based in Buddhist philosophy, and I talk to clients about living within the laws of nature, and I, I've always found it odd how humanity and humans seem to think we're outside of nature. Mm -hmm. And we we tend to look at nature, we tend to use nature, we tend to walk through nature um, instead of understanding that we are a part of nature, we're just another Mm -hmm. species within nature. Um, Yeah, so it's it's all these, I always advise clients to look to nature for advice because it's Mm -hmm. so simple, it's like one tree's not sitting there judging another tree for being different, you know, so... Mm -hmm. How, how, what can we learn from nature? And then I came across this book called The Eight Master Lessons of Nature, I'm like, oh! I'm going to check Gary that Harrison.
0: out. Yeah, I'm amazing. Check, I'm, I'm checking that one out. But today Don't we're beat around about, the bush, man. Let's, let's, get let's stop it. beating around the bush. Uh, yeah. We're going to just talk about the four agreements today. A lot of you listening would have heard of this book by Don Miguel Ruiz. It's one that Because it's myself, your man crush. Uh, look, yeah, he's my man crush because, you know... <laughs> you your voice man <laughs> All right, what happened to it? What did it do? <laughs> yeah, he's my man crush. <laughs> it went high. Did it? Okay. Let me, de- let me put my deep voice back on.
1: on Barry White.
0: Uh, so, anyway, I've got a bit of a man crush on Don Miguel. <laughs> That's my drive-through voice. We've spoken about that before. <laughs> drive-through on um, McDonald's. So, because uh, there's a lot. There's so many books out there. There's so many, you know, wisdoms, teachings. A lot of them are really self-help. A lot of them are getting to the same kind of point, yeah, Yeah. just with a a different perspective. Um, I haven't met Don Miguel Ruiz. I would love to one day. He's obviously getting older now and got health concerns and maybe in another life, but... um, I always look to obviously the wisdom that is in these books and teachings for people, but you also look at the individual and the human themselves. And a lot of the time, we're we're always kind of subconsciously asking, "Do I want what this guy wants?" "I want no." Do I want what this guy is? You know, yes, and, yeah, and 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 he and he seems to be one that really uh, embodies all of these teachings and someone who's kind of who's. Who's got it? You know, he doesn't just write about it. Write about his teachings. He's he's he lives it, and he's got well, it. It's
1: genuine I, and authentic. And that that's in Catherine Ingram's book, the uh, awakened awareness, uh, a compassionate presence. Sorry, yeah. And the uh, the seven qualities of compassionate presence, one's embodiment. And I talked to Shane, you know, who's doing some work with me now, and I spoke to him about how we need to embody this, how we need to live and breathe this, otherwise. You know, what's the term? Practice what you preach. We mm-hmm. don't want to preach it, we want to teach it, but you le- you teach best by leading, by example. I think Don McGraw and Eckhart Tolle and all those, they embody the work that they do. They're not just yeah. the latest science, the latest psychology, the latest research. This is deep, ancient wisdom.
0: It's ancient wisdom, and, you know, I've... I've uh... You know, spoken to people and heard people who've, who've been to his retreats and met him and that kind of thing. And they said, it's like, he'll, he'll hug you, not knowing who you are. And it feels like he's hugging a long lost lover oh, wow. who he hasn't seen in years. And they said, they'll watch him in the morning and he'll watch a sunrise or a sunset. And it's like he's seeing it for the first time in his life. He's just in so much awe. And to me, that is someone who really does embody... And, you know, I've done, I've read all of his books, and I even have done a, uh, I did an online course of his four or five years ago, and he has that childlike nature, obviously so much wisdom, which is put into this book that he's written, as well as his others, but also that uh, uh, very childlike nature. And I mean, the the, the book is based on ancient Toltec wisdom, and the ancient Toltecs believe that this thing's a dream like where we're, we're living a dream here and that and that our, our life is a piece of art yeah and so what we at the end of our life we say well what, what's my piece of art been like what have I painted here and how we live our life is is, is that representation and so his this book and we're gonna jump into the the four agreements one at a time but it's funny like it's this books' kind of uh, a pathway out of a lot of the beliefs that me and you, you know, bang on about so much on this podcast.
1: This was the first book I read uh, as part of my journey and doing the work, I suppose. And it was such simple philosophies. In fact, what I've come to realise is I, I took these to the nth degree, which didn't help. So all of these books... Um, I, you know, if you subscribe too hard to them, you become rigid. So it's about finding that balance with them. And, and I'll explain a bit more about that as we go through. But we've spoken about this before as well how in our society we don't have our elders or our shamans or our whatever. So I think the Don Miguel of the world, um, they're, they're our modern day elders, I suppose. They're handing on this wisdom and this knowledge through storytelling. In book form, mm. not sitting around a campfire.
0: Yeah, yeah, and it is. It's a lot of storytelling because that's how we tend to disseminate information. And if there's really a, a uh, premise to the book, it is to reduce suffering, self-imposed suffering, because he talks a lot about the uh, um, the domestication of humans. Mm. Yeah, so if we would be.
1: I did an Instagram post this morning and I started the, the caption underneath it with once upon a time there was da 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 and I read over it again later and as, as soon as you hear those words once upon a time it's like your imagination comes alive and you start yeah. going yeah what happened what happened it's like your mind opens and you just you're in a, a state where you can absorb more uh, instead of trying to analyze it all
0: yeah yeah it's it's interesting it's like you, you can uh, I would start writing blogs when we started the business and you, you can list like exactly like his steps of what to do when you're in this current situation and people like oh yeah it's like it's but if you if you put stories analogies and all that in there we start to understand a lot more and you know it's like it's like movies like every movie's the same premise it's the same story yeah. we're just inserting different characters well and,
1: I mean Victor Frankl's work I love but um, my client again this morning I recommended she read that Man's Search for Meaning and she found it really hard she goes he's not a good writer and I imagine if his book was in story form it'd be so much more powerful where you come across Wave of the Peaceful Warrior I mean that's just a, an amazing story mm. and the, the lessons are wrapped up in the in the story and the narrative it's not... Do this, do that. It's not an instruction manual. Yes. So, and what's the what's the fifth agreement? Do you remember, the fifth
0: agreement is I've read that book, so I, so I really should yeah, know. Same. It.
1: I've I've got it. I keep lending all my books out to people, and so if you're listening and you've got one of my books, would you mind sending it back? Uh, and it, I also listen to him on YouTube. If you get on YouTube and search for The Mastery of Love, there's an audio book, free audio book of that on
0: YouTube. That's Um, actually my favourite, Don Ruiz book. That is a, not just for life, for relationships, that is an amazing book, uh, The Mastery of Love. It's it's a great follow-on from The Four Agreements.
1: Yeah, so start with The Four Agreements and then jump into The Mastery of Love and you can listen to it or, or read it. Um, I can't. I just, I
0: just tried to Google it. I don't. I can't. I've read the book, but I can't remember what the fifth agreement the fifth is. Fifth
1: agreement. <laughs> Didn't come up on Google.
0: Yeah, but I couldn't find what it ac- actually was. I was just trying to sell me the book. Um, <laughs> but we're talking about the four agreements today, so we're going to go through one at a time. So some people listening, I'm sure you have read the book, so we're just going to give our take on it. You know how we kind it into our life. It's funny. It's such a small book. It's such an easy read. But it's yeah. just, it's, it's so powerful at the same time. It's funny, M- Melissa is um, in the process of, she's just finished writing a book and going through the editing and process uh, publishing thing and that kind of jazz. And um, she's like, oh, how, how many words is a book meant to have? And I'm like... It's it's like there's always the the, the publisher that well if it's in this genre it should be forty to sixty thousand words blah 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 and then I we brought up Don Miguel Ruiz because I think she had like eighteen thousand words or something and I'm like yeah don't, I, I don't know how many is in Don Miguel's but it's bugger all and it's so so powerful so it's like you want to let go of the number and and just it's the not the quantity it's
1: more the quality
0: yeah and I find that, like whenever I'm reading a Don Miguel book like life just seems a bit easier. Because it's like he explains things that are just—it's so simple, and there's such deep truth in it. It's like your part of you already knows all this stuff, but it's just—it's good to be reminded that it's all in there. So let's start with the first agreement. The first agreement is be impeccable with your word. So I'll just—I'll just reel off just a couple of the little subcategories of that one, and then we can sort of have a bit of a riff back and forward. So, what does be impeccable with your word mean? Speak with integrity. Say only what you mean. Avoid using the word to speak against yourself or to gossip about others. Use the power of your word in the direction of truth and love. Mm. And he says this that. is the most important one.
1: Marinate in that. Uh, I just, while I was listening, um, I went through my Buddhist filter, and on the eightfold path is right speech. So it's... Basically, you know, they're saying the same thing again. Uh, and I often ask clients to observe what they're saying because I, I had a client once and he he wanted to lose some weight, and then his next sentence was, "But I fucking hate running." And then he kept speaking, and I I just paused him and I said, "Did you hear what you just said?" Then and he goes, "Nah." And I said, "You said I fucking hate running. Like that's a that's a pretty heavy sentence." Yeah. And it's so misaligned with what you're actually trying to achieve. So your belief isn't aligned with what you're trying to create. And he's like, I, I genuinely had no idea I just said that. Yep. And so imagine how much of what we say we're not mindful of. We're not actually present and choosing what we're expressing to another person. And, and usually a lot of it's vitriol, it's suffering, it's projection. It's, um, yeah, it's, it's not healthy, it's not nurturing, it's not constructive.
0: And for me, I think that, that the first sub-point, that speak with integrity, is, is important. It's like, I remember, because I was always a people pleaser, and if for whatever reason someone asked me to do something, I would normally bloody do it. But if, if for whatever reason I really couldn't do it, you know, I would always make up some bullshit excuse. It's like, oh, no, nah, I've got to, to see a mum and help with this and blah, blah, blah. And so it's so not speaking lie. with integrity. No. So I lie. And so um, I know since going through what I went through and doing the work, you know, I always have people, I remember early on it would be that they get it now. I don't get asked out as much, but they they would be like, hey, we're going, there's a party at the out, house, so we're going out here. You're coming. And I'm like, nah. And they're like, oh, you got something else on. I'm like, I know I'm probably just going to have a bath and read a book. They're like, what? And, <laughs> so all, of a sudden, and all of a sudden, it's just that you... Because you, what you do... Well, you we speak with of?
1: integrity then. You're, you're speaking, you're, hold, you're holding, you're, you're setting a boundary and you're holding it. So you're prioritising yourself.
0: And that whole thing, that integrity, like the the, the lying thing... It's like, it doesn't matter whether you get away with a lie or not because you know that you've done it. Like, we spoke about this... Uh, and you
1: have to remember it too.
0: Yeah. Like, we're always watching, you know. We can't escape that. We, I don't know if it was last episode or a couple ago and you said it's like the silly things that we do and like, you know, we might have that chocolate wrapper and we'll try and hide the wrapper at the bottom of the yeah. bin so so no one finds it. But it's like you you saw it yeah. it doesn't matter if the rest of the family caught it. you saw it right and so every every time that we i speak about this with clients like every time every time that we do something like that or we or we don't do what we say we're gonna do so if i make a commitment to like you know i'm just tomorrow morning i'm getting up and i'm doing yoga and i get up and i don't and I, there's no reason i get up i feel fine i just don't do it what i'm doing is it's like if i have if i'm a video game character and there's a bar there my bar of self-respect and self-esteem goes down a little bit mm. and if i keep if i keep doing that over and over again my self-esteem and self-integrity just keeps going down whereas if i do speak my truth and do what i say it'll start to go up
1: well your self-love will diminish won't it of course. But it, uh, and then it leads to shame, though. You become ashamed that you didn't do it or you become ashamed of your actions. So instead of owning it and embracing it wholeheartedly, saying, fuck it, yeah, I did it. I, I, I ate that or I drank that or I, I didn't get up and do yoga. You know, there's that accountability. So you, yeah. you lose that accountability. This is where I fucked up with these four agreements. So listeners, I'm going to explain a trap for you not to fall <laughs> <laughs> into. Because it took Beautiful. me... It took me a long time to get out of this trap. So I was like, be impeccable with your word. Yeah, be integrity. Yeah. So no more little white lies, no more facades. It's just raw, honest, open truth. A lot of people like the truth until you're honest with them. And then you just become a prick. So because you become too confronting. So once Mm -hmm. again, I had to temper this agreement. But also another trap I fell into was when I hear people not being impeccable with their word I take it personally (laughs) that's the second agreement I I would be offended that they were being deceitful and which is which is where the
0: wording is so important isn't it it's be impeccable <laughs> with your word your. <laughs> whereas not not, not eb- everyone should be impeccable with their word don't create cognitive <laughs> distortion
1: that uh, you expect everyone else to subscribe to what you do yeah
0: and when also it's also an important point that he says it's like Use the power of your word and the power of your word I love how like it's called spelling it's like we're casting a spell I love that analogy as well but it says in the direction of truth and love right now there's a guy what's his bloody name I can't remember now but anyway he's written a book I think and he lived the uh complete honesty uh thing oh. for like six months right oh, wow. so thought like we're talking like if his so wife like tried to if Disney his wife or whatever if he, yeah, if his wife tried on an outfit and she says, "How do I look?" and his head said, "You look fat," he'd say, "You look fat, boy, fat bitch," and he would do it like he would say it one hundred percent. Yeah, and he lived this for like six months, and um, wow. I don't know how his uh, his um, marriage <laughs> his survived. Marriage. <laughs> <laughs> it
1: was like um, Jim Carrey in Liar Liar. That's the
0: movie. Yeah, yeah, and so he he, he lived that. So, but then. then well, I think it's important, the distinction. It's like use the power of your word in the direction of truth and love. So it's like it's like that doesn't mean say everything that comes to mind because a lot of this stuff is not believing what your mind says as well because it's like yeah, being impeccable with your word. If your mind says that like I'm a piece of shit or I'm not good enough or I'm not worthy, that's not impeccable as well. Yeah yeah that's that's the things that you have to catch so it's not
1: when I said I took this to the nth degree that was me using that binary thinking a black and white mm. thinking so it was I either have to I just have to speak the truth I can't but I, I yeah I didn't real I didn't sort of I forgot the old in the direction of truth and love and don't expect others to do it as well yeah okay yeah
0: yeah you must have missed that bit yeah. <laughs> I was so absorbed in it and yeah it's because when, when you're when – you're, it's like you, you read something or you have a new teaching and you're like, this is really powerful stuff, so it's always at the front of your mind. So that, that's a new filter and that's why you do – you pick up in yourself but then you start picking it up in other people as well and you know. It's like, you know, you're talking shit, I can tell. Um, okay, so be impeccable with your word. That's the first one. I think, um, yeah, say only what you mean. Avoid what if you really
1: word. mean that someone's fat? yeah well because you use the power of your word in the direction of truth and love so maybe hey you may look unhealthy but i love you so is there anything i can do to no because it's still a judgment isn't it so
0: it's still a judgment yeah 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 i think i think this is most important with the way that we speak to ourselves uh and also because you know be what kind i mean to yourself be kind to yourself yeah yeah, being because because what we say to ourselves becomes our reality.
1: Yeah, but we we treat others how we treat ourselves, and we can't give away something we don't have. So if we don't have yes. self love and self kindness, we can't then treat others around us that way. So yeah, being careful so, you to yourself. So
0: so di- direct direct what we say to ourselves with the intention of truth and love.
1: And when you know that other people are. Hiding for behind their facade, behind a a false facade, or a mistruth, or a white lie, or an outright deception. Step into compassion and understand they're doing that for a reason. Yeah. And instead of judging them and saying no, like what I used to do, be impeccable with your word. No, go into compassion and okay, they're they're doing that for a reason, and that's okay.
0: Yeah. Okay, number two, any don't take any. En- no, no, no. I um. There was a, a story uh Don Miguel actually had a big heart bypass thing and nearly died and this is when he, he wrote it hit the latest book he wrote a book called the the Art of the Toltec Art of Life and death uh, and this is a totally different book to his other one there's a bigger book it's much longer it's very different I recommend read all the other books if you're into it first us before I jump into this because it's 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 interesting oh, but's yeah it's it's big but um yeah i think uh, there's a story like he was in the hospital bed and one of his sons came in and um his son was just too emotional and like all over the place and everything and don Miguel just with the most compassion but also like just basically said um because he's in a vulnerable state and he needs people to be in a, a good container mm-hmm. And he did said, son, I love you, but go out and sort your emotions and before you come back and speak <laughs> to me again. Like, but 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 the way he says things is like through this 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 lu- like I don't know, it's I, I with, love it's, filter. It's, it's like when I did his online course, like it was a video one, and like he's basically stabbing you the whole time, telling you like um, all this crap that you've been believing about yourself, but it's like a little joyful kid telling you um, you had to at the start of well where have i got it written i've got it written somewhere but i remember the start of the course i was going through my old uh uh notepads and stuff and i had pads from this course that i did years ago and one of the first things you have to write is because they call the toltecs uh call the the voice up here these these negative voices the parasite Mm their beliefs these limiting beliefs like parasites in the mind and um and our identity is essentially a parasite, this idea of who we are, all these deficiency stories. And so what you had to do, you had to literally write, and you were meant to look at each day, my name is Ryan, I'm a parasite, and I create my life full of drama. <laughs> it's, like, it's like start with truth and uh, write that I remember down. The,
1: remember the CBT course I did in the little dude up front it's like you're all ignorant yeah. you're all incompetent you're all mediocre yeah. and i throw that at my clients and they're sitting in a belief system of i must be loved i must be perfect and i must get what i want and all of a sudden i'm hitting them with you're incompetent you're mediocre and you're ignorant and like <laughs> it triggers them into so much suffering but then we temper it with no that's only to a degree as we all are and that's okay so you you, you can't Change without that truth, you need something to break that illusion.
0: Yeah, yeah, truth. You have to. Has to start with truth. That's why, like everyone who's like, when I do future work with people, it's like let's let's start off with really honestly where we are now. Because people can sit there and do their affirmations. You know how it's like, state your affirmations in the present tense. I am rich. I am abundant. Blah blah blah. (laughs) It's it's like you're not. (laughs) Make it. Make it. Let's. Yeah, it's like let's let's that that's fine. We can work it out. We can start to create that. But you need to be super honest about where you're at at the minute. Otherwise, you've got a, a, an incorrect starting point um, <laughs> in terms of your growth. Uh, so let's keep moving on. So so don't take anything personally. This is, uh, yeah, wow. Easier said than done. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. 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 <laughs> this is what. So well, I.
1: We think the world revolves around us. That's essentially yes. what it comes down to. So yes. we make it all about me, 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 I, 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 and so yeah, we're passing everything through this "I am so important" filter. So yeah, yeah.
0: so so the analogy, I, I think it's in that book. If not, it's in one of his other books. But I, I love this analogy because. We are the center of our universe, that's true, but so is every, everyone else is the center of their universe. And, and, and Don Miguel uses this wonderful analogy of the movie theater, where he, you walk into a movie theater and there's all the different you know, cinemas, there's, I don't know how many there are. And so you just end up there and you walk into one of the cinemas and there's just one person sitting there watching a movie. And you sort of like, uh, and you walk up and, and you sit behind this person and you're watching a movie and you realize this movie, you're like, hang on, I recognize these characters. There's my mum, there's my dad, there's my brother, there's my friend. And you realize you're watching a movie of your life, right? And then you realize, and you're like, yeah, this makes sense. That's what mum's like. That's what dad's like. Yeah, that's what that blah, blah, blah. And it all makes complete sense. And then you kind of look around at but one person in the cinema and it's you. It's you watching your movie of your life. And you're like well that was interesting so you get up and you walk out of the theater and you go into the next theater and this time you sit down and there's one person again in the theater and you start watching the movie and you're like oh I recognize the characters and sorry in the first movie you were the main character by the way in this movie you're watching and you're like oh there's there's dad there's my brother oh there's my uncle there's my friend and I'm like oh there's me and then you're like but this isn't how they are and they're like they're acting in a completely different way right and then you're like, that's not how I am. That's not how Dad is. And then you look around at who's in the theatre, and it's your mum watching the story of her life. And you do the same thing. You can go with a friend or someone else, and you realise that everyone's the main character of their story, and all the secondary characters are the other people in their life. And everybody's got a different perception of who they are and who everyone else is. And it's like you you have this idea of who your mum is, and then you go into her theatre and see how she sees herself, and it's completely different to how you see her right and these are the people that are closest to us you know even like with our partners like Melissa like we spend bloody all the time together I've got no idea what and should we've talked about it but I've got no idea what I'm like in her movie and what she's like in her movie I've only got what I'm like and what she's like in my movie right yeah. so well, this your, mind analysis-
1: is, your mind is like the projector though and it's just projecting out this illusion that you then live within and we've all got a different projector in our heads so I like to talk about how there's this massive misconception out there how we all live in the same world where we don't we all live on the same planet but we all live in completely different and individual worlds and in those worlds we've got belief systems and morals and values and biases and I did um, a spirit animal thing with a client this morning and her spirit animal is a wolf and I spoke to her about mine's a turtle, and my, my girlfriend's is a butterfly. So if I walk around expecting everyone to be like a turtle because that suits me and we can all go at my pace and, and it makes my life easier, well, it's not reality. It's, it's that utopian ideal again. So we don't like when things are different, but we have to learn to stop making it about us and make it about the other people. And the first thing it says here is... Don't take anything personally. Nothing others do is because of you. It's got nothing. You are so insignificant in the grand scheme of the whole entire universe.
0: Yeah, it's like what's the saying? It's um, you'd stop caring what other people think when you realize how little they think about you or how little yeah. they care. It's it's like this is why when we when someone makes a radical change in their life let's say it's a big career change or a big relationship change the people that have the most resistance to that attend are are tend to be family and close friends because it's like what's happened what, what what's happened mm-hmm. imagine their movie and one of their main characters or secondary characters in their movie they've just changed their script big time yeah. and and that Uh, disrupts their movie and they're like hang on you're you're off script (laughs) (laughs) what are you doing
1: disrupted the status quo and yeah yeah it's so weird by nature most people don't like change even though we're constantly in change (laughs) so yeah it's yeah so nothing others do is because of you what others say and do is a projection of their own reality their Mm -hmm. own dream when you are immune to the opinions and actions of others, you won't be the victim of needless suffering. So, mm. there's that other expression, um, those that matter don't mind, and those that mind don't matter. Uh, what others think of you is none of your business. All these sort of quotes out there that relate around to this. But it's essentially, you're not responsible for what someone else does, and their actions aren't because of you.
0: Yeah, it's It's like here's the thing. You you, you spoke about us being just part of nature, which we are. We're just part of nature. We're just life. And it's like this whole thing started 13.8 billion years ago with a bunch of hydrogen clouds that formed into helium and, you know, the other elements. And I won't get into all that here, but. And then all of a sudden. And all of a sudden, wow, good question. We that's, 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 a, that's, that's a very deep question because we all were. <laughs> <laughs> that's where we all started. Um, guess what happened? I mean, the Big Bang yeah, yeah, happened. Yeah. Things Let's expanded at the speed of light. And anyway, hydrogen clouds formed. Gravity pulled them together. They, went, they fused into helium. Anyway, anyway, after all this time, the, the Earth formed, right? And then all this shit happened for plants to come, for flowers to come. Then there was dinosaurs. If your great-great-great-great-grandmother didn't meet your great-great-great-great-grandfather, you don't even exist. Like all of this stuff happens and and we've got nothing to do with it. It's like if you ask someone, how do you feel about the rings that that Saturn has rings? They're like, I don't know. It's none of my business. But as things start to get closer... We start to take things personally, right? It's like if if well, it's there's a survival
1: a mode thing. It's a we get concerned about us. It's a it's a it's a such a primal instinct. I need mm-hmm. to be okay. But you you think about when how many people outsource their happiness? The majority, yeah. Mm-hmm. It's how many people do you hear say she makes me angry or he made me so mad or that made me so upset. No, it didn't. Your reaction to that stimulus was to become yeah. whatever feeling you entered into. And this so, is where the
0: this is where the work is. This is where this, this is where
1: this is where the. You know, I talk about my whole job is based around reducing unnecessary suffering, and I, I've completely forgot that uh, Don Miguel said y- you won't be the victim of needless suffering. So that's when we stop outsourcing our suffering, when we learn to become emotionally self-sufficient and meet our own needs uh, and, and be inherently happy, um, unreasonably happy. There's no reason for my happiness. You can do what you can do. You can, Ryan can sit there and say, Nick's hat looks shit, and I'll just sit there and observe that and go, well, oh, oh, that's interesting. Oh, that's, oh, okay. That, that, I'm not going to give it the power that some people give it
0: yeah that's it you're giving it the power because it's close it's like the, the if it's not the rings around Saturn it's like well let's say a, a, a an earthworm is giving birth a hundred miles from here underground six feet how do you feel about that it's like I don't care that's I'm cool I'm amazed by it no, it's awesome. then it's like then it's like oh I'm, I'm walking across the street and I, the other side of the street I can see an ex-girlfriend walking with another guy how does that feel Depends I, if I you've done I, the work. I, I think I think I think that's okay. And then all of a sudden, your ex sees you across the street and then walks across and starts yelling in your face about what a cunt you were and blah blah blah. And it's like it, it gets harder and harder the closer it gets, right? But like you spoke about earlier, your client, the boss directly having a go at her which it, it feels so personal because you're one-on-one with a person directing their anger or their suppressed shit at you. Well, it only
1: it, feels personal if you've got these sensitivities within you. So hmm. it's only going to trigger you into an emotional disturbance if you've got these sensitive parts within you, these unhealed parts within you.
0: Yeah. So that's, I think, for people, a takeaway is, like, how how close can you let things get without taking them personally? So and that's the, the where, the, more, and that's the, where more, the work is.
1: The more reactive you are, the more easily triggered you are by experiences or circumstances or, or people's words, the more work you have to do on yourself. It's, it's not, yes. don't expect them to change to then make you happy or at peace. Go and do the fucking work yourself.
0: Yeah, because they're 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 the accumulation of every single experience that they've had. And it's like, you, you could be wearing a jumper that their abusive uncle wore when they were younger and, and they don't even know, but they just don't like you because of that. And you'll be like, why don't they like me? That's I'm a good person, it's blah, blah. And it's it's got nothing to do with you. <laughs> All right, what's the next one, Nick? What's number three? Well,
1: it's funny because don't make assumptions. So don't assume that their projection has anything to do with you. because it's, yeah. And this is a cognitive disorder. These two here, are cognitive distortions or unhelpful thinking styles or critical thinking errors, whatever you want to call them. Taking things personally and jumping to conclusions or crystal balling or you know, I know she I know this is going to happen. I know I know he got upset because I did this. It's it's our minds are leaping out of the present and as soon as your mind starts leaping, which it has a natural inclination to do because it's trying to f- figure out and formulate and construct a reality, but it doesn't need to. You can just leave it sit here and once again to go back to just observing things. It doesn't need to keep assuming what's going on.
0: Yeah, you imagine imagine you know you're It's a, it's a join the, the dot. The, the, the girlfriend the, 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 dot girl, the girlfriend messages right in the morning and says, "Hey, we need to speak tonight, five o'clock," and that's it. And then all that mind will run to so many assumptions, you know. Well, I said it before,
1: when my girlfriend sent me a message while I had a client, said, hey, give me a call when you're free. We'd organised a meet-up that night for dinner. Because of the previous week, she had a lot of other priorities and kept me pushing me down the priority list, I... Felt I felt my mind trying to leap. I felt it trying to join the yeah. dots, and I observed that. And I was like, oh, "How interesting is this? Oh, this is this is cool." And but i because I was so aware of it, and because I've done all the mental reps, so I could gently hold my mind and bring it back. Instead of letting it leap, but it wanted to leap to the conclusion that, oh, that's it. She's cancelling again, and I'm not going to get to see her, and I'm not going to get what I want, and I'm not going to be yeah. loved, and it's not going to be perfect, and it's all going to end in
0: tears. Which, which is all a need for need <gasps> for certainty and control, isn't it?
1: Well, th- but that need for control is is based in anxiety. It's based in a fear. Yeah. So. Yeah, we're such fear-driven creatures. And I think we've spoken
0: spoken about this before. It's also not being comfortable sitting in a space of, I don't know. I heard this expression
1: earlier. It said people aren't afraid of being lonely. People are afraid of being with themselves Mm. and being with their own minds. Because once you have to sit there and get to know yourself <laughs> you can come into a lot of weird understandings
0: oh of course and we're finding this so much now in, there in Melbourne with lockdown like with clients because they're like I need to start doing some work because I'm, I am haven't got anything to do and all <laughs> this we, all this weird shit's coming up um, the, the leading loneliness expert this was in uh, Johan Hari's book uh, Lost Connections um, doing studies on loneliness and it wasn't there was no correlation between how lonely someone felt and how alone they were. Mm. Like physically, not around people. It had no correlation whatsoever. It's not, it doesn't, it, it, it just means that, because you can feel lonely in amongst a group, a whole crowd of people. Uh, the,
1: the loneliest I've ever felt was in my marriage. Yep. And I was living under the same roof as someone, so I was constantly around someone, but because there was yeah. no connection, because there was such a, a distinct disconnection yeah i felt very lonely
0: yeah one of the points under this one which i'll just bring up quickly it says find the courage to ask questions and express what you really want which which obviously helps not make assumptions because you can actually ask Uh, i was speaking to a client uh last week um who is once you know lockdown's over they want to have this career change and just go back and and study and we were just having a bit of a chat about that and obviously he said yeah there's some nerves around going back to school because his experience he hadn't done block school was for him 20 years ago you know and, and I said, what was your experience of school? And it was like, I hated it. You know, or just trying to fit in. I slept half the time or I didn't go. And, and this is one of the big problems with school. We're in a socialization phase and everyone's trying to fit in. So no one wants to put their hand up and sound silly by asking a question, which is what we need most. And I was explaining to him, I'm like, mate, going back, and studying something that you're really interested in is going to be such a beautiful and different experience for you. I remember me when I went back and started doing the diploma in mental health and AOD, I would never ask questions at high school and that kind of thing. Like I just didn't want to put myself out there and just stay hidden, you know, And in that class because it's something you're interested in and you're an adult now. It's like, I, I didn't quite understand that. Can you just explain that a bit more? What does that mean? Blah, 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 blah. And all of a sudden, you get, your learning becomes so much better as well. Well, you're not so that I,
1: version of you. You're such a more, of, hopefully a more evolved version with a different yeah, capacity.
0: Yeah, because we, we, we don't want to like uh, feel like we don't know something. Like even just chatting with friends. Friends will bring something up and, and you're like, oh yeah, yeah, that, we, yeah.
1: We don't want to look stupid. That's it. We, yeah. just want, we don't want to look stupid. Because and that happened with advantage. me, with
0: my my best mate, because I had stopped watching news um, for a long time. And, you know, we'd catch up and he'd be like, oh, what about some major, years ago, some major event had happened and... Um, and and I'm just like I've no idea what you're talking about and he's like it was in Italy there was a huge bombing and blah 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 and I'm like he's like it's literally been all over I'm like can you just tell me about it and he told me and he goes yeah look it up I'm like no you just told me we're all good now (laughs) and I remember my my, my dad my dad this is a couple of years ago this is is because my mum mum and dad I hope mum and dad don't listen to dad won't mum and dad don't mum might but like my dad is fucking obsessed with watching news. Like they will watch the six o'clock news, then change channel for a 6.30, oh, then the ABC news oh. at seven. And I remember I was there at Lake's entrance a couple of years ago and I'm, I'm eating dinner with them because I want to connect everything, but the, the news is on and then mum's like, but something, something, ScoMo. And I turn around and I'm like, who's ScoMo? And my, my dad looked at me. It was so funny. He goes, Ryan, he's the prime minister of our country. <laughs> Like with the most disappointed eyes, and I'm like, Dad, I got when this comes, talk to me about mental health, talk to me about all that stuff. So like, I'll talk, I've no fucking idea what's going on I when it comes either. to the news. I'm, I'm in,
1: I'm in Has- <laughs> I'm in Camp Ryan because I had no idea who Skomo was yeah. either. But it's <laughs> that, um, yeah, that that aversion to, to looking stupid, and I think if we can. It says find the courage to ask questions and to express what you really want. We have such a an aversion again to expressing our needs. So I talk to clients about tell someone how you feel, tell them what you need, but then ask them if they can do that for you. So, hey, Ryan, I'm, I'm feeling a bit lost. Uh, can you uh, give me a bit of guidance? Is that something that you're capable of doing? So you check in just to make sure the person can, can do it or not, and you're all on the same page. Yes, Nick, no worries, I'll, I'll help you through. Here you go, here's such and such and such. Oh, cheers, mate. Where if you don't ask for that, you don't communicate, you don't express or ask questions, and it comes back to that child, the childlike nature. I uh, talk to clients about holding that space, but put the frame around that space of curiosity and wonder. So, I'm curious to learn what what you just experienced then instead of jumping into a judgment. Mm. Or, oh, I wonder what would happen if, you know, we're more open-minded instead of jumping to a conclusion. Oh, I know you're going to. No, you don't. Just start with, I wonder or I'm curious mm. and see what happens.
0: I was, I was listening, just this brought up a memory years ago, uh, listening to a podcast, and um, uh, Christine Hassler who I quite like she's cool and um, she was just talking about she had an experience where she had her house broken into there was burglars and, and that kind of jazz and and she said she was just uh, noticing the reactions that people had in her life and most guys you know and this is it's, advice but man you know most guys is like that must have been so fucked for you that must have been so scary the guys who did it we should find them and we should fuck them up and blah 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 and then she said she sat down at lunch with a guy and he'd done a lot of work on himself and everything and all he said was he said wow that must have been so scary for you tell me what you felt like tell me your experience yeah and it's just I so said once again it's just just opening I, I would, it up i, and I wouldn't
1: even go into it must have because that's making an assumption i would have just yeah yeah into- yeah Oh, what what was that like for you? Tell me, help me, explain it to me, help me understand. Yeah. Because we all would have experienced it completely differently. It's funny, I laughed because I read in, in that... So find the courage to ask questions and express what you really want. Communicate with others as clearly as you can to avoid misunderstandings, sadness and drama. Fuck off, so much of humanity is so attached to drama and has this desire for drama like there's literally a genre of movies called drama there's (laughs) (laughs) like people love drama they love over dramatization that's why television is so popular and all those stupid magazines at the bloody checkout at the supermarket of (laughs) jen and brad have grown second heads you know it's it's they they pump drama
0: into humanity and people yeah. get so conditioned to it. Oh, people love it. People go mad for it. What's, you know, Jennifer Aniston's crazy new diet and haircut. Like, yeah. And one of the earlier ones, which was the gossip one, that was impeccable with your word. Uh, avoid using the word to speak against yourself or to gossip about others. And we've spoken about gossip on this podcast before. It's just like...
1: It was like Eleanor Roosevelt quote about small minds discuss people, um, more mature minds discuss ideas, ideas or something like that,
0: yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's so true. Um, yeah, right now with this one, in my life, the assumptions one says, communicate as clearly as you can to avoid misunderstandings. Um, I, I get caught up in this a lot because I... Uh, look, with Melissa... I'm, I'm setting different boundaries now. I think we've spoken about this before, and trying to communicate those, and then also, like you said, making sure they're reasonable boundaries. And if not, well, let's find a compromise. But but I run into the trouble where I. I think about something so much in my head, I feel like it's already been a conversation. (laughs) Mm -hmm. So it's like, so it's like, I've thought about it in my head so much that I'm like, oh, I'm going to do this. And she's like, oh, you haven't told me about that. I'm like, oh, I've just told it myself in my head a hundred times. So (laughs) once again, that's a communication thing.
1: Yeah. I had that with my girlfriend a couple of weeks ago, Emma. And it was, um, you know, her, her kids were her priority and I was completely fine with that. But a part of me forgot to express that I would like to just catch up and and just drop in and and have a cup of tea with her or something. I had that conversation in my head and then forgot to express it. And then when it didn't (laughs) happen, I was like, I can't believe we haven't even caught up for a cup of tea yet. Did you express it? Fuck, shut up. (laughs)
0: <laughs> because like, we've already had the discussion in the mind and it's, and, and it's escalated in our own mind, once again, in our own movie. So, yeah, but this, own, is, yeah.
1: This, is, this is how easy it is to set people around us up to fail and this is a cognitive distortion, to create an expectation that they should mind read, they should make an assumption, yeah. they should make a leap of understanding and just automatically and instinctively know what my needs are. Most people don't even know what their own needs are, let alone your needs. So if you don't express them, if you don't say, hey, um, it's in a really extraordinary period of time, you know, isolation. I can't even leave my house to see. I haven't seen another person in five days. I know you've got lots going on with your kids, but can I just swing past for a cuppa? Yeah. Like if, if I don't say that, then when it doesn't happen, I sit there and I start fuming. I'm like, oh, that bitch, she doesn't care about me. She doesn't fucking love me. Oh, I'm not a priority. And then you start disqualifying the positives and you start bouncing you, should know. you distortions you should and disturbance, Distortion, disturbance, distortion. Yeah. Oh, The the, play, the playful mind. It's
0: a funny and that, thing. And that's why the last little subheading of this, agree, this agreement is with just this one agreement, you can completely transform your life. <laughs> it's true, it's, yeah. Like it's true. I mean, if you stop or if you drastically reduce the assumptions that you're making in your life, you're stepping more into the reality of what is.
1: Yep. Oh, that's Love it. That, that's yeah. Most people live in the reality of what they think should happen, instead of the reality of what is, as you said. So.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's like if What's I the you last go. One, if, uh, last one. Always do your best.
1: Oh, that sounds nice.
0: Now, we need... The subheadings are very, very important for this because that sounds like, you know, I've got to be, uh, you know, killing it every single day. But the subheadings Before before
1: we go into those subheadings, can we just loop back around to we're all incompetent, we're all mediocre, we're all ignorant? Mm -hmm. So everyone is doing the best your girlfriend your mum, your dad your wife your boss everyone is literally doing the best they can at that point in time but people take it personally and go well you're not doing these things no one wakes up in the morning your boss doesn't wake up at 5am and go today i'm gonna make debbie's life hell And I'm going to give her all this paperwork and I'm going to tell her to stay back late because I know she's got a date tonight and I'm just going to purposely interfere with her life. But that that doesn't happen. It does not happen. But people take it personally after they've made the assumption and they don't understand that we're all incompetent. We're all media. None of us can be the best at everything.
0: We're we're always going to ebb and flow. So the truth is... um we're all we're all everything oh you knew you, <laughs> knew, you knew that was coming you, you jumped
1: to an assumption
0: <laughs> we're, we're we're all everything i love um uh what do you mean
1: by that right
0: dr john Martini's work uh is all about you know balancing perceptions and um you know owning traits and so he's like, you know, if, if, if someone a trait in someone else pisses you off, it's because you haven't owned that trait in yourself. And he's a very fastidious man. He does the work. Um, I watched... A, there's a really good video of him on positive thinking um, around how he heard positive thinking was the way to go. And he went through two years and I, I can't... It, it, he read... He, literally every single book there was at that time on positive thinking. He took the most uh, used positive thinking words out of all of those books, s- summarized them and put them on notes. He had reminders on his phone. Anyway, this is whole process of two years and he would monitor it by checking in with alarms how he was feeling on a score of like minus 10 to positive 10. But he's... he's, he's Yeah, it goes wow. hard. Anyway after two years he realized on average he was right in the middle after all of that work and all of that time and that's why that's when he sort of realized that everything is neutral right and there's always two sides to something and you can tell yourself positive stuff as much as you want you know there's this neutral part but anyway the the point that i'm getting to is he talks about traits and he went in and the dictionary to find out like how many traits are there of, of human beings and there was like i think it was 700 or something and he went through all 700 and he found out at some point in his life where he'd exhibited that trait so and and then he can he does that with other people and he's like we we all are all the traits it's like we're humans we're this this creature this animal and we exhibit all of these traits and so the traits that then we do we decide that we don't like and we try and suppress um is where we start to see them in other people and not like them right because then this comes down to shadow work and that kind of thing so i'm just yeah i I always like that that we are we are everything like every trait that a human being is capable of we have exhibited at some point in our life
1: but if you're stuck in a belief that and that's a cognitive distortion as well it's an irrational belief that's created this cognitive distortion if you have this belief that my mum should have loved me more as a child once again you're living in the reality of what you think should happen then you're in no you're stuck you're keeping yourself stuck yeah. in that suffering where you can step out of it by stop making it about you and make it about your mum and coming up from compassion and empathy and go oh well what actually was mum experiencing at the time oh she was only really young she was by herself she didn't have any support around her she was doing two jobs and all of a sudden you make it about this other person and you go oh, fuck, I've been stuck in this pity party for such a long time. Yeah, man. yeah, it's, 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 sudden, exce- it's acceptance. Yeah, you go I around was... pop, popping all these balloons at your own pity party and walk out the door.
0: Yeah, so that's what, that's what we do with clients. So once we go back and find out where these places they're stuck, we deal with our emotion around what happened, you know, when mum didn't yeah. love me. They use that in his yeah. example. And then we go back and we start tuning into mum and seeing what's... Because when, when you're... You know, you're because that's all we do. We're very narcissistic as kids. Everything's about us. You know, and we're just like, you know, what does this say about me? But once I deal with me, carry I,
1: that into adulthood as well,
0: though. One hundred percent, one hundred percent. And so then, then that's right. We can look at mum, we can look at dad, we can look who whoever it was, and oh my god, they will just like everyone in every moment, like you said, are doing the absolute best they can with their current level of consciousness. And once we realise that, we can accept them for who they were at that moment and who they are now. And then acceptance is is great we can you can find really good resolution with acceptance but then even sometimes if we can go into gratitude and be like oh my god they, they actually were doing a really good job based on the circumstances they were in we can even be grateful for them whereas before we were pissed off at them
1: and i used to use acceptance and forgiveness as the keys to to, to freedom and to, to happiness um, but i realized if you are still have a need to forgive someone then you haven't accepted because forgiving someone still means that they've done something wrong, yeah. And so <laughs> it's, it's that it's that trap. So yeah, acceptance and gratitude, or acceptance and empathy, or acceptance and compassion, or something like all, that. Or,
0: all of this, yeah. All of this stuff can be a trap because even the whole idea of working on yourself <laughs> means that you have your deficient yeah it's like it's only if
1: you frame it that way or you can frame it as I am trying to evolve so I had to marry two two beliefs today I'm the best version of me I can today I am enough so I'm not deficient but tomorrow is an opportunity for me to grow or to evolve yeah and
0: and I, I like the analogy of just I'm this is my human I'm Ryan's my human vessel and I, and I want him to have maybe a different experience. Like, so let's, and this is what I say with people. Like, I, I see drug addicts now and I'm like, there's nothing wrong with you. I, I've, I don't see you as less or more than someone who's you know, a saint as opposed to a drug addict. There's no difference. But it's like, if you want to have a different experience in life, then, then, then we can work on that. Because, but we don't want to come at it from a place of, of deficiency because it's just like, once again, we're reinforcing the idea.
1: Well, what you're doing is loving them right, and love is the absence of judgment. Yeah. So you're not judging this person. You're not labeling them, which is a cognitive distortion. You're not labeling them as a drug addict. They're just you're just observing them as a human being, and so you've gotten out of that binary thinking—good, bad, right, or wrong, positive, negative—and you're working more on that spectrum thinking, yeah. which is we're all we're just at different degrees. Okay. And we, and we can
0: do that with ourselves exactly that's that's why a lot of people like if I'm if I'm um, overweight you know I'm not like I'm in good shape here look at those guns Um, hello Desert
1: Troy hello Desert Troy good to see you guys um Desert Troy destroy (laughs) I didn't get that Um, put a Desert Troy together Desert Troy
0: um if I'm you know if I'm overweight by like fifty kilos and I look at myself in the mirror and I'm like, you're such a fucking fat piece of shit, you're gonna lose weight, blah blah blah. Right. Now, this is what people do, right? That's- <laughs> Let's be real. And so what happens? Oftentimes it 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 it, it might you might start to lose weight and, and and revert back. And and sometimes people do lose the weight. But it's like what fuel am I using? I'm it's using not sustainable a, though. I'm using a dirty coal it's bad for the environment. It's bad for my internal environment. I might get to where I'm going but it's it's not ideal whereas if I look at myself and go I, I love this person I accept this person I'm going to treat I'm, it well yeah but but I want to have the I want to have the experience of having a 50 kilo lighter body right then I yeah, do but things
1: you're going to tre- treat it better because you love it and so when you treat something where you're not punishing it you're not overstuffing mm. it you're not self-medicating with alcohol or donuts or ice cream or whatever yeah but it's funny, isn't it? Like, there's there's never been anything wrong with me. I've done so much work to escape unnecessary suffering. But there's never been anything wrong with me.
0: Uh. <laughs> 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 this is the paradox. Right? <laughs> this, is what, this is what I'm talking about. I there's not There's there's nothing wrong with anyone. No, but.
1: <laughs> <laughs> There's so much work that we can do.
0: This, like, well, that's what I'm saying. that like, we shouldn't have jobs, or like, well, we should be doing different jobs. <laughs> like I'm serious. Like there's what the, the ultimate <laughs> but, realization but there's, that there's people will nature. come to is we'll, they'll they'll go, oh, n- none of this shit that I'm holding on to from the past matters at all because it's over and it's done, and there's absolutely nothing wrong with me as a human being.
1: My client, my client this morning touched on that. She said. Um, a, f- a friend of hers that she went to uni with she found out on Facebook that she'd passed away and this thought into her she goes nothing really matters and I was like have you been listening to Metallica and she, no, she's no <laughs> she's like nothing really it's, it's all just bullshit it's, uh, we, we get so caught up and so wound up because of the attachments of God of what we want and what we think should happen and, et cetera. and she said none of it is important at all And but we we get so caught up in the bullshit and the mediocrity of it all
0: that we forget
1: what's truly important.
0: And that's when it's like you 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 then have to decide how you're going to do this thing. Because I found myself when I've when I have those realizations, I can find myself dipping into nihilism, and and like like nothing matters and, and being in a dark you become, place you
1: become apathetic and,
0: you become very yeah, apathetic that's another with, trap with, which is yeah exactly another trap so it's like you know yes nothing does matter but like how am I then going to frame that how am I going to live my life
1: well, and there was a, a lot of questions around Buddhism from people who first encountered it because they found they were becoming apathetic. They were de- detaching or detach, or detach, detach. The source mm-hmm. of all suffering is attachment, so therefore I should detach. And they went, "Well, you can't really detach from everything, otherwise you're not connected to anything, and you are everything," as you said before. So it, it's learning to move past that trap and just come, once again come into love just love everything love everything deeply and passionately and be engaged in life um, mm. just don't subscribe to all the superfluous stuff you know let that yeah. pass you by and really f- focus on
0: engaged things. in life I think that's that your client earlier you were speaking about who was you know listening to the music and, and vacuuming while she was vacuuming that's she was engaged in life It's completely yeah, because she was in that in that moment. But she also
1: sat in compassion when her boss went into suffering. She sat there and just observed her in suffering. And she was like, "Oh, this is really interesting." And she she wasn't affected by this other person. She didn't buy into it. She didn't make it yeah. about her. She just sat there in, in in awareness.
0: Yeah, it's it's hard. Look, I've I've had to try and learn that. Like being, we've spoken about being quite sensitive souls many times on the show, and you know, running a you know it's a bit different now but doing online but you know running a, an outpatient rehab and people who are addicted who I love so much are in so much pain mm. and um, so you do cop a lot of shit like you know like the, and that not taking it personally has been such a, 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 a hard lesson for me mm. because you know you get people who are in a lot of pain and, and you know they might be They're messaging projecting. you at a real rock bottom and it's like you know you scumbags, how dare you charge money for the, like, the, like it's, it's so irrational. It's like, how dare you? Like, right now, we've got this Families of Addiction course, which we literally have not had one negative comment on the course. Like, it's been, we literally haven't had one. It's been all positive. It's It's been great. But then, like, we've got the Facebook ads running for it, and that's where all the negativity comes in. It's, it's, it's 150 bucks. Right, it's it's probably less than going and seeing a therapist one for one session, and you've got decades of experience of being addicts, thousands of sessions working me and Matt with family members and addicts, blah blah, for for this amount of money, and the amount of comments you get going, how dare you making money off people's pain, you scumbags! This should be this should be free, and you're like, oh, for fuck's sake! And it's like, and, and still, I've got to like try and go, okay, you can't take this personally because people have no idea. Um, and they're in pain themselves. you know. They're, they're, that, that saying, uh, hurt people, hurt people, I love using it all the time. Because yeah, like you said, yeah, that person, the boss doesn't get up in the morning in a really happy mood and then decide, hmm, who am I going to attack today? <laughs> <laughs> I'm feeling really content. Who am I going to attack today? doesn't work that can,
1: way. We keep using the word irrational and that's what all of this comes down to for me is an irrational mind creates those emotional disturbances and it creates that suffering and then we need have a need to project that suffering onto those around us and then we get just on that merry-go-round and we and 20 years later we're still on there
0: absolutely so um we've done it we're going a fair bit of time here let's so just says- finish up
1: you you always do your best says your best is going to change from moment to moment it will be Mm. different when you are healthy as opposed to sick so once again understanding there's an ebb and a flow and making sure your parameters are wide enough to absorb the lowest of those lows and the highest of those hose but we want to learn to reduce those. instead of positive 10 to negative 10 we can get them down to around a three or a four um under and that, and that's, that's
0: the most important point. Like With this fourth agreement, that's the most important point is that your best is going to change from moment to moment. And like totally. people have this have this thing where it's like, always do your best. So, well, I've got to get up every day and I've got to hustle and I've got to do, 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 do. And then it's like, no, no, sometimes you have to accept that you just don't have that capacity. And I in those sometimes, moments... Sometimes i walk
1: accept. out of a session and I can't wait to get home and I'm just like, fucking smash that and I can't wait to say to them. I had the best day at work today. It was so good, but then I remember that wasn't the best day. I, I was just on on my game, yeah? mm. and there's other days where I like, oh, I was a bit subpar today. I was a bit mediocre. <laughs> I was, didn't didn't really bring my A game, and I'm not rushing home to say to him, "Oh, I was so mediocre today. I was so <laughs> off my game today." <laughs> so you've got to get off riding that roller coaster and just sit back and accept. That yeah. Some days I'm going to perform, some days I'm not, and it's all okay.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah yesterday, um, I had two two sessions back to back, and it was one. Of, I, I hadn't. I had an expectation. I had an assumption. Oh, cool. I'm like, you know, they will meant to be hour, maybe max an hour and a half sessions, and um, that. And I'm like, oh, they'll both be a breeze, and they both went for over two hours back to back, and they were fucking heavy, <laughs> heavy, heavy. heavy. <laughs> Anyway, I, I I came downstairs and just poured myself a whiskey and 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 coke, and, and and this comes back to being impeccable with your word. Mel's like, "How are the sessions?" And I'm like, "Babe, I'm I'm self medicating with whiskey <laughs> at, at the minute, and I just want to relax." <laughs> um, I, I do. I'm we do that. Board. We we do that now instead of because most people, most guys especially, were like, "It's like, oh." You, should you be having that you know third glass of wine so like, i'm an adult i can do what i want it's like let's be honest i'm stressed and i'm self-medicating with this
1: okay Shame. so when i when my i was telling you i had like a really bad knot in my shoulder and in my calf and that was just growing and it was referring up my neck and giving me headaches and everything and i was i was working i was still i was still performing but outside of the sessions I was chatting with Shane and he's like oh yeah and he, he said he went home and said to Alicia his, his partner that Nick was Nick wasn't himself today he was sort of a bit short and a bit grumpy and he goes it's like he was human <laughs> I was like, "What the? What, what else?" And it's funny how often I hear that because of the work we do. People think that uh, we're these completely enlightened creatures that don't touch alcohol, that don't, that don't get angry, or that don't experience an emotional disturbance. And I'm like, "I I do all those things because I'm still human, and that's okay." Yeah, I just do yeah. them much less than the majority of people because I do this day in and day out.
0: Yeah, especially you, you, it's a problem in. Um Especially like spiritual circles and that kind of thing. And it's like, oh, you don't get angry. Everything's love and light. And it's like, that's just suppression. That's just more suppression. Like, <laughs> Ram where men.
1: Dust is a classic for it when he keeps talking yeah. in his stuff and he goes, oh, no. What do you say? I was, yeah, he wasn't expressing how he was feeling. And, and then people would come in and he'd say, get out of here, You're stupidly happy. You're pissing me off. And then he'd laugh at himself. Yeah, he'd just observe himself being upset. And then at a pass where most people in this last one it says always do your best under any circumstance simply do your best and you will avoid self-judgment self-abuse and regret so that's just compounding our suffering as if, soon if we don't just observe that we're in a sensitive spot and we've been a bit angry if we beat ourselves up for being angry then we're just compounding it
0: we're reinforcing that yeah yeah, and I think, yeah, a lot of this, I just, I do like the analogy with a lot of these is this, this it's, it's all, it's, it's self-respect, self-esteem, it's, it's acceptance, it's self-love and the bar's going to go down or it's going to go up mm. and a lot of people, a lot of people, their bar keeps going down and the further that bar goes down, the more we, we, we feel like we don't deserve a good life, we don't deserve to be happy and then we fall into drugs and alcohol but if we, if we get that thing self-esteem up then all of a sudden we attract the right people into our life in the right circumstances
1: that's that deficiency when it goes down we think we're we're, we're deficient so we, yeah, yeah deficiencies well this has been quite the John Holmes episode hasn't it it's been a long one
0: a bit <laughs> And th- thanks to everyone who got that reference as well. <laughs> All you blokes out there, I'm sure, got it. All you ladies the gr- the girl may get it. So, yeah, if you haven't already uh, read the Four Agreements, we recommend you read it. And if you have, uh, revisit it. I've probably read it maybe four times now. I reckon about once a year I'll pick it up and, and have a go for it. And, and if you've read that, highly recommend The Mastery of Love. Like, if you want to talk about. Uh, you know, relationships and what a real beautiful relationship can look like that book is. That's great uh, to
1: listen to though. On, so jump on YouTube if you want to listen to it for free. Um, yep. It starts off with a South African, which created a bit of an aversion for me because I'm like, do I have to listen to a South African accent the whole time? <laughs> and then he did this and he got diplomatic immunity and um, but then it goes into yeah, other people actually speaking. So.
0: Well, like different know, people.
1: Yeah, it's a man and in a different,
0: woman. Different. Ah, uh, uh, so oh, right. Okay. Because there's some voices. There's some yeah, some beautiful. There's a, a talk about we talk about the happiness handing it over. There is this uh, beautiful story in the Mastery of Love about this man and woman who are whole beings and they meet each other and form this bond and they yeah, and then, <laughs> yeah. then all of a sudden he hands. What's the image?
1: The stars.
0: Ha- yeah, it's the stars. Yeah, and yeah. she just drop dropped them and they fell on the floor because being in charge of somebody else's happiness is far too much of a burden for someone to carry there's
1: there's no such thing as love and yeah because there's there's this expectation that i have to make you happy and it's just Mm. too much to bear you can't be responsible for someone else's happiness
0: no it's too much so it's too much
1: when when it's funny when you read it again you always get something different out of it don't you yeah that's cool. So, yeah, that happens. That, right. it's, it's, it's,
0: it's like that analogy, you know, a man never steps in the same river twice because, it's like, it's, we're a different person when we read the book and we, we pick up on different things.
1: Totes, man.
0: Totes, let's wrap it up there, buddy. That was a long one.
1: It was. Thanks, listeners, for sticking with us. And uh, we, we keep telling people to um, leave feedback or something on Spotify and that, but I've had a few people ask how to do it. So, I don't know how they can leave us a, a star rating or review or whatever i,
0: I only know on uh, apple podcasts right okay I, I don't i don't listen to stuff on spotify even though we're on there so i only know on apple you just scroll to the bottom and do a five-star review which we're getting a few now which is good uh uh spotify i'll work it out and tell people next week all
1: right so you go onto the spot you go onto the the apple the podcast app on your iphone and in mm-hmm. there you find the Woke Bikes podcast and there you can leave a review. Or
0: yeah, you just scroll You just scroll to the bottom, it'll have all the episodes. Yeah. But and
1: it's, not in, re- it's not in iTunes app, it's in the actual specific podcast app on yep. your iPhone.
0: Yeah. Yep. Cool,
1: cool. All right, cool. man. Well, um, let's not beat around the bush. Let's get... Uh, oh, who have we got next week? We've got... Um,
0: We've got Gussie Warland Gus from finally, got, yeah. Got, yeah, Gussie's coming on. Uh, gotcha for Life is his non-for-profit that he's running, helping spreading awareness around mental health. Um, really looking forward to having a chat to him next week. Uh, uh, some of you may have heard of him. I actually uh, used to watch his shows on Foxtel, uh, like, feels like fucking 10 years ago when he used to go on the the tours to the ashes and sit with the barmy army Uh, he did he did one in india as well and all that kind of jazz and um one of his best mates who was very successful i'm for those not watching i'm using uh air quotes because he had it all killed himself and um this is what got gus very very interested in mental health and and helping people not not i've done
1: my homework i've i've got a list of questions
0: look out I'll take a back seat
1: I'm bringing my A game next week
0: look look out everyone (laughs) (laughs) alright everyone love you all peace everyone bye bye thank you for tuning in to the Woke Blokes podcast please don't forget to subscribe to the show also leave us a 5 star rating we thank you so much and we'll see you all next time